Hi, I'm Edwin. And I'm Andrew. Sound the battle cry. Two men, 15 minutes, eternal impact. Welcome to Text Talk. For the Lord, gird your armor on, stand firm, everyone. Rest your Hello, Edwin. Hello, Andrew. It's Wednesday, buddy. Here we are in the middle of the week. The middle of the week, the middle of our discussion on Psalm 43. Psalm 43. Can uh, you think about this? This is our third day to be talking about these five verses third day to be talking about five <laughs> verses you know i am just thankful if people that don't have a deep understanding of this i don't know what we're gonna do I just, <laughs> it's moments like this i'm oh. thankful though that at least it's not psalm 117 yeah i've got a long time to figure out what we're gonna do with those verse that verse so well i think we'll read multiple translations twice an episode <laughs> So speaking of multiple translations, I have the New Living Translation open here. I want to read that for Psalm 43. Declare me innocent, O God. Defend me against these ungodly people. Rescue me from these unjust liars. For you are God, my only safe haven. Why have you tossed me aside? Why must I wander around in grief, oppressed by my enemies? Send out your light and your truth. Let them guide me. Let them lead me to your holy mountain, to the place where you live. There I will go to the altar of God, to God, the source of all my joy. I will praise you with my harp, O God, my God. Why am I discouraged? Why is my heart so sad? I will put my hope in God. I will praise him again, my Savior and my God. What, now, which translation was that again? New Living translation. New Living translation. New Living. No, I just noticed the, the difference in uh, verse 5 that you read there about uh, the emphasis on heart, whereas the others we've been reading, I think, have said soul. Okay. Mm-hmm. Well, okay. So here we go at the beginning of this psalm, and he is calling out to God. We've mentioned this, making a request of God. And so it's not just the lament, but it is moving now in the song to ask God to act on his behalf. And he's saying, vindicate me. He's saying, defend me now from the ungodly. And I thought, what a scene that uh, the ungodly people who do not recognize God, do not care about God, and he wants God to speak to them. <laughs> he wants God to move and to defend him to the people who do not care about God. He wants God to show up and shine his light for all to see. Okay. He wants God to show up and speak his voice for all to hear. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. When I hear this vindicate me in this context, one of the passages that comes to my mind is where Peter is talking about us living before the world. Okay. Um, and living in such a way that they question our hope, and we are able to give them a defense for our hope. Yeah, First Peter 3.15, about sanctify the Lord in your heart. Yeah, vindicate me. Show them that my hope, I actually have a really good reason for my hope. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I know one of the things I often pray today is that God will demonstrate to the world, to the nations, to the princes and the presidents and the prime ministers and the potentates, that it really does matter who your God is. Wow. I think there is a mindset in the world Mm -hmm. that says it does not matter if you worship God. It does not matter if you believe in him how you worship God. Oh, yeah. We're, We're all just kind of going through this together and we're all in the same boat and we're all just 
And what I want to say is, I've okay, same boat. But you know what? I got a different captain, and it matters who your captain is. But you know the the beauty of living in a land where there is a freedom of religion is that it will not be imposed on what we should believe and how we should practice, and that is a beautiful thing. And let's make the most of that blessing. The downside of it is it certainly sends a message to an ever-growing secular society that, well, there's not one way, there's not one religion. I mean, look at all this confusion, and we're just let you know, have your confusion. Last week, <laughs> last week, as we were um, talking about Jesus in Psalm 42 and the question, where is your God? And we saw how that question was really asked of Jesus and the temptation by Satan in the wilderness and then by the people at the foot of the cross. Then we made application to us and realized how many people today are actually saying that. Where is your God? Where is your God? What the psalmist is saying is, God, defend me. Look at mm-hmm. look at how they are questioning me. Mm-hmm. I'm pleading my cause. I'm defending my cause. I'm trying to demonstrate vindication for what I think and what I believe and how I act. And now this is a prayer. And I think this is a very real prayer that we can pray today. Mm. Lord, you defend my cause. Mm. You declare me innocent and justify me before these people. You show these people that my hope is not misplaced. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Deliver me from these ungodly people. Defend my cause from those who would speak against you. You step in, Lord, and take care of this. He even speaks to his own innocence, which is a recurring theme here, by calling these enemies liars and deceitful men. Now, whether they're lying against him or lying against God, but he wants God to make his truth known. In fact, the answer that he is seeking, the vindication he is seeking, is even expressed in the words, verse 3, send out your light, send out your truth. That's how he wants God to make it known, make it well, clear. when I'm surrounded by liars, the only possible deliverance is the truth. Mm-hmm. When I'm surrounded by deceivers, the only possible deliverance is God's clear path and way. Shining in the midst of all the darkness and in the midst of all the deception, let God be true, though every man a liar. I love the value placed on truth. It's something that I need to certainly internalize, remember. That is the important thing. Um, We thought that one historical setting for this psalm uh, was in one of the attacks on ancient Judah by the northern kingdom Israel. Second uh, Kings 14. Second Kings 14. Temple gets looted a little bit. Some people get hauled off. It's, it's bad. It's bad. But notice when he is seeking God to step in and to vindicate, he's not looking for comfort. God, you know, repair me from this discomfort. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, Lord, please deliver me from inconvenience. Uh, please deliver me from fear, right? He, but, but deliver me from these lies by your truth. Help me to be back with the people who worship you and praise you. He's looking for spiritual restoration and all these things. And I think that's the key. I, I'm really glad you just brought that up. I, that that's one of the things I'm really seeing here is that he has a reason for wanting to be vindicated. Mm-hmm. He's having a reason for wanting to be delivered and defended. And the reason and the purpose and the goal is not so life can be easy, but so I can get back to being with you and your people 
mm-hmm. worshiping and praising. He is missing the worship. Yeah. Because you've brought that up, something I've been thinking about as I've been studying this, I, I, I want to... I don't want to completely walk back something I said last week, but I do want to modify, maybe walk it back just a little bit. I still, I still believe what I said last week, and that is, is that I thank God for the new covenant. Sure. In one sense, I never have to feel like this psalm is felt because I am part of the temple. Okay. And as as a brick, and, and he in, and he spoke to particularly in Psalm forty two, being away from being that away temple. from the temple, which I never am, mm-hmm. because I am part of it. I am a brick, a living stone in that temple. Sure. And there's a very real sense in which, which I am a temple of the living yeah. God. First Corinthians six. But there is also the sense in which the church mm-hmm. is the temple of the living God. And I am merely a part of that. And mm-hmm. that temple is all of us together. Yeah. So I, I guess I, I want to maintain the idea that on one hand, I don't ever have to feel like this psalmist because I don't have to go to Jerusalem to stand before God. I am the temple. Jesus has brought me into the Holy of Holies by the blood of Jesus Christ. I can right. always be right in the presence of God. Mm-hmm. But there is an aspect of this that that this week I'm thinking, you know, I can feel, do feel, have felt, especially over this last year with what so oh. many churches went through and what we did here yeah, at well, sure. regarding COVID, where there was a period of time where we weren't even meeting together at all. Right. And then when we reinstated our meetings, we weren't meeting everyone together. And it's only been recently we've had yeah. that opportunity for now the whole congregation to come together. together. So part of what was going on in Psalm 42 was it's not just I'm, I'm, I'm away from the temple, but I'm away from the throng and the procession right. that gathered at the temple. Right. And so while today under the new covenant, I'm always in the presence of the Lord. Yeah. I'm not always in the presence of the throng. I'm not always in the presence of the procession. Right. And, and so I, I guess the, the question I come down to is that this psalmist is just so intent on, I need to be defended. I need to be vindicated. I need to be delivered so I can get back to that. Mm-hmm. So I can get back to being with those people so we can get back to worshiping God together. And and here I am saying, we always have that opportunity. Mm-hmm. What am I doing with it? Mm-hmm. Am I on those opportunities when I can get together with the saints? Am I opting for other things? Yeah. Am I saying that, look, I can I can just kind of do that every Sunday. So this Sunday, I'm going to go fishing. I can just do that every Sunday. So this Sunday, you know, I'm just I'm going to go ahead and play the baseball game. I can do that any Sunday. So I'm just going to go ahead and sleep in this Sunday. I just confession time for me. I It, it wasn't until all of that process and all that COVID that I realized I did take worshiping God for granted. You know, I, it, it, and maybe that was worshiping God with the congregation, with the congregation and in the throng, right. Assembling with the church. I totally took it for granted. And maybe part of it is growing up in this country where there's always been the freedom of religion. And that's something that you can just always go. And it's just so easy, you know, that, that, um, it's not as special, I guess, as, for me, that was part of the lesson learned and the spiritual awakening. Don't take the time of the church coming together for granted. Don't take it at all. I never understood how much I would miss it when there was something hindering me, keeping me back in some way. And you know, and and I understand. Look, when when people are sick and they're not feeling well, I, things come up. And there's lots of reasons why we cannot be together. But I never want my heart. Uh, I guess for you know for it to become so 
common or so callous that I think, yeah, next week's fine. <laughs> yeah. I don't want to be that guy. Well, I, I can imagine even this son of Korah, Sabbath day in, Sabbath day out. And especially for them, it wasn't just Sabbath day. As as Levites and, and, and among the priests and serving at the temple, for them, it was a daily Right, thing. you know, there's the sacrifice they offered every morning, oh, and the sacrifice they offered every animals evening, all day long, the sacrifices and they, stuff up. All that was going on daily, daily, daily. You know, I think perhaps when he was leading the processions, I bet for him it could have become just a job. It's possible. Here I go in today again, leading the throng. But now that he's been separated from it, he looks back and realizes what an amazing. Those were the best times. Those were the good times. Those were the good days. I got to get back to him. Yeah. I got to get back to him. Sometimes we have to have those pulled away for us to realize how great they are. And now that we're getting back, I hope what I never, ever do is get into that take it for granted. I hope so, and too. When I consider Psalm 42 and 43, at least the psalmist now, as when, when he finally gets to go back, do you think he's going to sit there on those days and say, now, okay, wait, are you saying that I have to... Are you saying that I have to that it that it's required that I have to do the sacrifice in the morning and the evening? Because I'm just not sure that I want to do that. That's that is so much God and yeah. so much worship. You're making it harder for me to to go to heaven. And I, I think what he's saying is I want to be doing this as much as I can because this is what was amazing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I, look, I'm not I'm not getting into all those debates. Churches need to do what churches can do. We're going to do what we do. We need to make sure that what we're doing is great. But some of the arguments we have and, and our basis for for how we're going to decide, I think we need to back up and ask, OK, wait a minute. What direction am I going? Am I going in the direction that says that worshiping God with his people is amazing or am I going in the direction that says worshiping God with his people is a burden? Yeah. What do I want? Yeah. Do I want to be with God's people or do I want to meet some imagined minimal requirement, uh, you know, to satisfy God or whoever? Yeah. I think we Which need to wrap up. Thing. I we, think we do. We, we just opened a can of worms that could take us another 15 <laughs> minutes, but it's time to it's time to, time to no, go and wrap up. We'd love to know what you're learning from the Psalms. We'd love to know about what helps you worship God and, and what, uh, what, you're longing for in that relationship with God, send us an email, uh, text talk at christiansmeethere.org. Andrew, why don't you wrap us up with a prayer? Great God and Father, thank you, Lord, because you are a long-suffering and patient God. We are glad that through the blood of Christ we might have the boldness of the psalmist to say, vindicate me, O God, and plead my cause. Father, that that the difference in being your people might be seen and manifest in the world around us, that truly we could be light in this darkness by your provision and by your guidance. May we hunger for truth and hunger to be with you and to be with your people and worship to praise you always. May that be the fire of our heart. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thanks for talking about the text with us today. I'm Edwin Crozier, and I'd like to invite you to join the Christians who meet on Livingston Avenue in Lutz, Florida, this Sunday for our Bible classes and worship. You can find out more at christiansmeethere.org. Check out our daily written devotional that goes along with today's episode. You can find a link for it in our show notes. Michael Eldridge sang all four parts of our theme song. You can get more from him at acapeldridge.com. Please remember to subscribe, rate, and review Text Talk in your favorite podcast app so others can find it and learn about it more easily. Have a fantastic day. Steady, steady, pass the word along. 
Onward, forward, shout aloud, Hosanna! Christ is captain of the mighty throne.